Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast. Live at large in New York. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. Our co-host today, Dave Anderson. And our co-co-host, Sophie Kreutz. And today, we'll be talking about the Prime Directive. Oh my gosh. This is that one from that episode of Star Trek where they take over an alien planet that is, doesn't have sufficient technology, right? Like they can't it defend is. themselves. Yeah, they, they come to that planet that is still stuck back in the Middle Ages and they introduce light speed and hilarity ensues. Yeah, this is a big surprise for people who are expecting a podcast about software development and agile and instead found Star Trek. There you go. Vampire. The classic, <laughs> classic switcheroo, right, right on the ears, if uh, yeah, if you it's will. A pivot. No, but the Prime Directive is important for software development as well. We'll be talking about different types of Prime Directive as well. Uh, something I learned as we were discovering, you know, content for this particular topic. But there's more than the one Prime Directive that everyone would be familiar with, and be more than happy to explore that we're also going to take the prime directive that we know and we're going to break it down you know phrase by phrase and try to figure out what those things mean yeah yeah let's dig into that now that we've done our requisite nod to the star trek prime directive you're welcome trekkies out there the prime directive that you might be most familiar with is one that's used during a retrospective right at the beginning of the retrospective sort of viewed as a way to think about how the team interacts during the retrospective and go ahead and read that. Yeah. And I, I think like just abstractly too, it's like it's a uniting kind of principle, a way to like describe the values that you're bringing into a discussion. And I, I think it's perfectly wordsmith. It's yeah. Simple. Norm Kurth did a good job of writing this. So he says... Regardless, he had the pride directive in mind as he was doing this. Go ahead. Take it away, Sophie. <laughs> Regardless of what we discover, we understand and truly believe that everyone did the best job they could, given what they knew at the time, their skills and abilities, the resources available, and the situation at hand. There's always a standing ovation after <laughs> someone does that. Clearly, no one take. Amazing! I would, I'd be dead. And then um, basalt. Thank you. Yeah, I love like the phrasing of this so much. It's like so dense. I don't. It may actually be too long of a sentence, but I, I can't tell you if the grammar is is good. But the the intent is like so solid. Like I love how it like just kicks off right away, regardless of what we discover. Like with. Uh, like an intent of like curiosity it's like hey we're here to like dig in like we're here to dig deep and like ask questions and like that's that's a great framing for a retro like you want to be curious and like open to discover new perspectives when you're doing a retrospective when you're asking like how can we improve and you know what what went well what went wrong you can ask those questions first first and foremost yeah, definitely that mindset of curiosity is evoked by the regardless of what we discover, right? Like, indeed, it is about discovery. What can we discover together? Yeah, that's one part of it that's really well considered as it feels like each part of this is. You know, I'm interested to kind of break down the entire sentence, 
you know, if we took, uh, if we were programmers for a second and we did a slice on the comma, there's, uh, you know, there's on that, that sentence on each. Oxford comma right there. Yeah, let's, exactly. Uh, See, it's like, so we spoke the about the, the array zero is the regardless of what we discover, right? As mentioned, the mindset of curiosity. The next one would be, we understand and truly believe that everyone did the best job they could, right? So, let's take that, I mean, right? So, I, I feel like you got to like split that one again, like. The oh, that yeah. is kind of a or we understand truly believe that's like affirmation like strong affirmation but then everything after that is like that's the belief that you got to carry forward. That's, uh, interesting. That's a good point, Dave, because then it's like, can you understand something without truly believing it, or vice versa? Surely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a. Sometimes we talk about the idea of like consent or like dissent in, in governing like the organization and like you can, I feel like you, you don't need to truly believe something in order to be like, yeah, it's fine. You can understand it, but you don't have to truly believe it to be like, yeah, that's fine. But like you have to like really like sing it. Right. But here it seems to be calling for strong affirmation. Not only do I understand, but I agree with it. I truly believe it. But yeah, so like what are what are we actually believing in this statement? Yeah, so that's the there's four things here, I think. So the first thing is everyone did the best job they could. Do I understand that? And do I truly believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a this is a tough one to like truly believe sometimes where you can be like, this guy just busted production. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, I've been in a, I've been in projects in college and in high school where I'm like, yeah, I know Bobby didn't do the best job they could. I just know it, and it's the same. <laughs> I had the same thought. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But I, I guess like there are other qualifiers here. So <laughs> I, I wonder though too whether it's not so much that we need to know that that is absolutely true at every time. But is it maybe just that we should operate on that assumption, right? Like that's the mentality with which we're going into this. And oh, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think. That. Yeah, no, and I think that's what it is too. Because you know, you know, if I came, if I came into a retrospective, you know, like waiting to call Bobby out because he destroyed <laughs> yeah. production for whatever reason, like how psychologically safe does Bobby feel? Knowing that Bobby was the person who brought down production and other people are coming into this meeting ready to point blame because Bobby didn't, didn't do the best job they could. Because if Bobby did, then production would be down. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I, th I think also like that kind of goes against the curiosity aspect from the beginning too where it's like if you come in with your knife like at your side like ready to just get him in the back, like you're already like fully committed to – doing a murder on Bobby for <laughs> don't kill don't kill Bobby people just yeah. don't kill him. not that you shouldn't you know analyze the problem and what happened but that if you're going into it with more of this mindset of it is not about figuring out who's at fault it's just about figuring out what happens and what we can do next you know that kind of thing right yeah I mean that's that's the other frame of like the retro, which is like continuous improvement and like incrementally getting better as a team. Yeah. Um, nice. What are these qualifiers? All right. Yes. So the, the first one is 
given what they knew at the time. So you just put that back in context, did the best they could. We understand and truly believe, given what they knew at the time. Right. What's the phrase? Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. Like oh, what yeah. you were doing, what you were doing at that time, what the information you had may have led to a decision that could be ultimately different when you realize it later in time. Right. But you didn't have that opportunity to do that in the first place. Right. right. It's like, well, obviously, there was <laughs> potential for a null pointer yeah, yeah. Uh, over here. Um, <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> but even, oh, even beyond that, right? Like maybe someone didn't know that actually the designs had changed, but that information had not been disseminated to the front-end developers. So that could be a, a given what they knew at the time that might have led to something that needs to be addressed in a retrospective. Or a classic, a component was built again that already existed uh, in the system over. Yeah. Right? Oh. Bobby, would, Bobby could have saved time had he known at the time that's true it's like, uh, oh, why, that, why like the question you might be asking is like why didn't this take so long like not even like you know that it blew up production or something tragic happened but like just like hey like i thought we could have completed this a lot quicker yeah and you know and bobby bobby ain't know that a component existed that you know they could have used right you know, why didn't bobby faster. know I, i'm not so sure it's so much about you know bobby's knowledge skills or abilities as it maybe is more of a reason to examine how the knowledge is disseminated in general, or maybe how the code base is organized, or maybe why you have a monorepo. I don't know. Right. And I think that when you come in with that curiosity, that's the question that you lead to rather than why didn't Bobby know this component exists, right? It's like, we failed Bobby in not telling them that this component exists and how do we fix that? And I think that the later comments that we have in the Prime Directive will kind of allude to that as well. Yeah. Maybe we could just take like the rest of the chunk in, in a go. So it's like given what they knew at the time, their skills and abilities, the resources available and the situation at hand. There you go. So many factors that Norm Kurth has tried to make sure he covers. And yeah, and I think you know, with the rest of that sentence, Sophie, like the question you mentioned, why didn't Bobby know that this component existed? Do you flip the question as how did we fail Bobby in not informing them that these components exist or this resource existed for them? Because if Bobby knew that the component existed, that's a resource available that was available to, to them and they could have. Yeah. Or maybe people were too busy. Like he's like, hey, like, what's up? Like, what's up with the shared library? I, I would like to get more information. Or maybe they don't have enough time to, like, do the research. They just, they're like, you just got to go and do what you got. I wonder if this sort of begs a larger question of analysis on each one of these areas, right? Because how can you determine in a way that you can understand and truly believe it, what someone's skills and abilities are, what the resources available are, and what the situation at hand is, right? It seems to me like maybe you need like <laughs> a meeting just to determine, okay, like what was the situation at hand? Let's, let's set it out. Let's determine what it was. And then like, what are the resources available? Let's make sure we know. And was that true for everyone on the team? And skills and abilities, that one's a little bit more complex too. I think it happens like the more retros you have, the more 
of the people would be able to discuss the situation at hand and the resources available that just happens over time because when you i'm going back to the bobby components situation but if bobby didn't know that the component didn't existed at the time that media will dis should discuss what resources what were available and why wasn't it like informed and everyone aware and then that may lead to like an action item being you know come up with a way to inform people of this resource that does exist right yeah it's like kind of setting up a frame for like okay like we're gonna ask the questions and we're not gonna throw people under the bus and these are the things that are constraints that we should consider on people and maybe that kind of informs also like the kinds of things that we might change coming out of it like how like like you were saying like given what they knew at the time maybe we we can educate people about components or different ways to handle outages or null pointers or, or whatever right maybe there's a, a delta that comes out of discussing things with this as a frame of reference yeah or like training people like skills and abilities or you know yeah just like kind of getting a better understanding out of it yeah for sure um should we take a quick dip into some other prime directive texts that we discovered yeah i mean I, the one that we were as we were doing some research we found some other prime directives the first one being the, the star trek one so just putting that Very out there important. we spoke about that yes. first then we spoke about the retrospective prime directive the next one is team building i think we found the link on funretrospectives.com and it's the team building prime directive so this is the first time that i actually read it and i would mind trying to read it to the audience right now if y'all are okay with that here it goes <clears throat> cooperation is the act of working with others and acting together to accomplish a job. Team is a partnership of unique people who bring out the very best in each other and who know that even though they are wonderful as individuals, they are even better together. Coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is a progress. Working together is success. That was so nice. That it's, was pretty, it's pretty inspiring. The, that is pretty cool. I, I guess, yeah, it, and it's. I think that it's really cool to have that because, like, you know, we everyone knows or is familiar with the concepts of like joining and storming and forming, storming. I forget Mobbing, the order. Forming, uh, storming, yeah, yeah. all those. Yeah. But this is like. I feel like that would. If I read that like every morning in the team as we just started, I would find that we would be less stormy if that helps i don't know it just it is pretty colorful i really like that prime directive yeah i think it's well written i like this idea especially that like forming coming together is beginning but then that keeping together is progress right so that it is a constantly evolving right. way of and yeah developing right the everyday like active delivering and then completing your your goal at the end as the success yeah i mean i think i think both of these prime directives are are, are really well-worded uh frames like ways to focus on like psychological safety and like bringing people together for a specific cause 
Yeah, there's yeah. there's even another one which we can mention briefly, which is the Future Perspective Prime Directive. This one states, hope and confidence come from proper involvement and a willingness to predict the unpredictable. We will fully engage on this opportunity to unite around an inclusive vision and join hands in constructing a shared future. Now, you might say this is a little kumbaya, but I think the intention is good, right? And I think there's some, some good points in here. But beyond that, maybe it's kind of an impetus for teams to consider finding which prime directive works for them, right? Do you want to incorporate some different guiding principles here? Perhaps you could even write your own. Yeah, I, th I think then the important thing is like to frame the activity that you're, you're coming into and finding like the common purpose that like unites you, like kind of removing the personal element and like kind of focusing everyone as, as a team together. Yeah, absolutely. Which I think is especially why it's suggested that whatever prime directive you do choose, you have it in a place where it's visible while you're completing the activity. So it's an easy reference. I mean, I, I with these new pieces of prime directives, I'm looking forward to applying this to the workplace and everyday life. And I'd love to hear the interesting and creative ways that other individuals will find when using these pieces of text in Prime Directive or others. If you find other Prime Directives, I'd love to hear it. Uh, feel free to hit us up. So feel free to hit us up. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.